Hey there, future fans! It's an odd week, but we still have some interesting movies coming out. This week we have The Theft of Animal Pictures, A Lazy Ocean Cruise, and Robocop Meets John Wick. This is the week of June 1st, 2018, and this is episode 91 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show like i said it is a weird week we uh we're in the middle of blockbuster season but there's no blockbuster coming out not, not really there's a couple big movies but nothing that screams blockbuster nothing that goes wow this is a perfect use of a big fancy screen and surround sound of course you know that's not entirely true a movie doesn't have to be this huge blockbuster to be theater worthy but it really does help well, there's nothing huge this week, but we do have some interesting movies coming out. But before we get into that, let me remind you of who I am. And then also, in case you're new, inform you for the very first time who I am and what it is I do here. This is Future Flicks with Billiam, thus I am Billiam. I am your host. I work for the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. I am their second show. First, we had Somewhat Nerdy Radio, and then we had me, and then after that, we had Nerds of the Squared Circle. Nerds of the Squared Circle and I are weekly shows. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a bi-weekly show. Don't forget to give us all the stars on iTunes, because that really does help. And thank you. Thank you so much for everyone who's already done it. Well, I am Billiam. And on this show, I always start out with this little ramble, then I go into some movie news, then I go into any trailers that have come out, and then after that, I talk about all of the movies that are hitting theaters the week I release the episode. If it's a big movie week, I will break them up into two categories. The first is limited releases, which I'll just give you the premise and who's in it, maybe say a few words, and then the wider releases slash any limited releases I think look really good. Those I'll talk more about and then I'll give them a score. I call that the Billiams Interest Level Score or the Bill Score. That goes anywhere from a zero for the worst movies to an 11 for those movies that turn it up that extra notch. We wrap it all up with a question of the week and that segment will continue as long as I can think of questions and also as long as I get answers. So Frat Matt, Brian Q... Dan from the Uncore Gamers, Critter, when I remember to mention his answers, uh, everyone, you you help keep this going. So if you ever want the segment to stop, just stop and I'll go, oh, I guess no one cares. Whoops. But anyway, that is the show. And how do you find this show? You have already done a great job, but let me tell you all of the ways you can do it. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. 
You can also find me on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page. On the Facebook page, I link to the website. And then how do you get in contact with me? That is a great question. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can hit me up on SoundCloud. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can email me, BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And as Critter has learned on multiple occasions, I am not perfect. I... I miss answers. For some reason, usually his. I don't even get it. I'll talk a little about that on the question of the week, or, or during the question of the week, but, um, yeah, sorry, man. I, um, uh, my computer hates you? Maybe? Anyway, if I ever miss something you said, if you sent in an answer, or if you just asked a question, or if you just said, hey, and I don't talk about it, let me know. Always let me know. Well, that is it for the housekeeping. Let us jump into the first segment which, as always, is the news. Well, folks, Solo, a Star Wars story, isn't doing so well. This is according to many news outlets. The supposed blockbuster only made... Okay, most of the stories I read said $100 million, but I'm looking at the weekend gross right here. It says $84.7 million, which for a holiday weekend is pretty low, but it is still number one. Maybe when the rest of the world is taken into account, maybe then it breaks 100 million. But you, you know what? That is not great. It's really not great for a Star Wars movie, but maybe we're having Star Wars fatigue. I mean, we went decades without without a Star Wars movie and now they're getting pumped out all the time. I mean, it's only been about five, six months since The Last Jedi came out. And what really bothers me, what really bothers me was this article was written midday on Sunday so all, actually all of them were. So were these so-called reporters just waiting for the film to do less than spectacular to jump all over it? They couldn't even wait for the weekend to end. I mean, I really hate to sound like some idiot going around. They're fake news. But you know what? They, they were against this from the beginning. They were ready to hate this. And remember, always take stories like this with a grain of salt. When Ghostbusters came out, the last Ghostbusters with Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and them, there were similar stories. There were similar stories about how it was flopping, even though the year before at a similar time, I forgot what the other movie was, but that movie had made the same amount of money or close to that Ghostbusters did, but they're going, oh, it wins the box office, it's triumphant and all this shit. So it's all about who wrote the article. Keep that in mind. So is a, is $100 million not great? No, it's not great. Uh, they haven't even recouped their losses from the movie and from advertising yet. But that doesn't mean it's going to bomb. It doesn't. $100 million is still okay. But let's move on. In news that'll make you say, really? Why? Black Beauty is being made into a movie. Again. This time, director and writer Ashley Avis, who wrote and directed a movie called Deserted in 2016, has been picked to helm this picture. This news came to us from Slash Film, and we'll see why the f*** they're remaking this movie. In another story from Slash Film, The Happy Time Murders is getting sued by Sesame Street. The Sesame Workshop, the company behind Sesame Street, is suing over the use of the tagline, No Sesame, All Street. They claim that the name of Sesame Street is knowingly being used to, and I quote, deliberately confuse consumers into believing that Sesame is associated with, has allowed, or has even endorsed or produced the movie. To which I say the f***. Besides small children, if anyone believes that Sesame Street is behind this raunchy R-rated movie, then they are f***ing 
fucking idiots who should be publicly shamed for their stupidity. And finally, fans of two canceled shows, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Expanse, should be very happy. Nine-Nine was saved by NBC, though we'll see how long that lasts, and The Expanse was picked up by Amazon. So good news if you're a fan of those shows, which I am. And that is it for the first segment. That is it for the news. As always, if I miss a story you would like me to talk about, just let me know. I will hit it up on the next episode. But now let us step into the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. Christopher Robin has a new trailer, and it looks even better than the first. This one showed us more of the basic plot, but I hope no spoilers. It does show a lot, so if you don't want to risk it, then don't watch. Though there is a good chance that everything they showed us is early on in the film, so there's no spoilers for the end. This has an August 3rd release date. Ocean's 8 has a new trailer, and still looks really good. I'm most excited for the cast. Especially Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Helena Bottom Carter, Mindy Kaling. I'm not familiar with Aquafina, and I, I shit you not, this is that woman's name, Aquafina, some Asian woman. A W K W A F I N A. And I really hope that's just some stupid fing name she came up with to be different and not her actual name, and I just made fun of someone's actual name. Apparently her really name's her real name is Nora. Thank you very much, Anne. Yeah, so f that stupid name. Was she just drinking water one day and goes, ah, oh, that's why I should be called. Well, I'm called Dasani now, so go f yourself. And, you know, going on about Ocean's 8, I'm not a fan of Rihanna, though I'm willing to give her a chance. Uh, this also features Sarah Paulson, Olivia Munn, Dakota Fanning, and Matt Damon. This comes out June 8th. There's a film coming out that I had no idea was a thing until YouTube showed me a little trailer. This film is called The Sisters Brothers. And it's a western starring Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Reese Ahmed. And this has nothing to do with inbred white people, you know, with a name like Sisters Brothers. It actually looks pretty cool. This is an action comedy western about two brothers with the last name Sisters who are bounty hunters. Eli wants to call it quits and open up a little shop, while Charlie would never dream of calling it quits. This has no set release date, though they do hope to get it out this year. And ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the trailer trove. Not a lot that that uh, crossed my desk this week. Did I not talk about something you think I should have? Always keep me in the loop. And yes, I'm going to say that every week, maybe a couple times. Maybe a couple times. Well, let us take a break as we hear a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio, and then we'll come right back with the movies. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. We are back. 
we have one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three. Yep. Six movies coming out this week. So just like last week, I will not break them up into sections, though. I'll just stop in the middle to just put an ad in just because I need somewhere else to put the other one. Maybe I should have put it between news and trailer trove, but whatever that that's past me's problem. If you noticed last week, I just threw one of the ads in there. And didn't even have, I didn't even set the ad up, which is because I was so set on having to be a shorter episode that I completely forgot to set up the promos, not ads, promos. So I won't make that mistake this week, but let's start out with a movie called Breath. Two teenage boys form an unlikely friendship with a mysterious older adventurer who pushes them to take risks that will have lasting and profound effects on their lives. This stars Simon Baker from The Mentalist and Elizabeth Debicki from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And this is, it's a movie. Yeah, um, it's not bad. It really didn't look bad. It just didn't interest me at all. This movie is a lot more than the premise that IMDb gave me makes it out to be. So basically these two boys are, you know, Australian boys, all takes place in Australia, are going around one day hanging out and they run into this older dude played by Simon Baker who's a surfer and you know takes risks and everything and they befriend him and he shows them what he does basically. I was afraid the movie was going to take some weird pedoey turn because it's a you know, small indie flick and it could easily be some artsy BS movie but it isn't. So basically these two kids get to know him and his girlfriend. One of them starts to fall for the girlfriend. She has some weird connection with him Simon Baker can tell and he's jealous. The other friend is jealous and there's all this infighting and it's, yeah, it's a surfing movie that is a character drama. So if you want to see that, or if you're a big fan of Simon Baker, then check this out. Otherwise, skip this. It, It didn't do enough to grab me. It did enough. So I didn't talk a bunch of shit about it. It, um, it was just okay. Maybe if you ever stumble upon this movie one day, maybe check it out. Otherwise, skip it. Breath gets a 4 out of 11. Next up this week is a film called Action Point. A daredevil designs and operates his own theme park with friends. Their livelihood becomes threatened when a new and more advanced theme park opens, but they think they have a way to stay alive. This stars Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. And um, Chris Pontius, I think was his name was, the other guy from Wild Boys who wasn't Steve-O. Okay, basically, this movie is one quarter bad grandpa, one half the love child between Wet Hot American Summer and Camp Nowhere, and then the last quarter is just an episode of Jackass. That That's really what this is. And this movie belongs about 10 years in the past. And that's not me just saying that because I'm older now. That's me saying it because that's when the last time anyone gave a sh- about Jackass. Jackass was a funny show. It really was. The first Jackass movie was great. The second one was even better. I remember laughing so hard I almost passed out during the second movie. I didn't really care about three. By the time three hit, I I was really over it. And a lot of people were over it. Uh, Some people went and saw it and thought it was really fun, but that was it. And now we have this movie coming out that's a fictional movie, but with stunts straight out of Jackass and the Wild Boys, which... 24-year-old me would be all over. I would love that. If this movie came out then, I would have I would go to the theater with my friends, sneak in a few beers and enjoy the f- out of it. But right now, I don't care. 
I don't give a good goddamn about this movie. There are seasons for movies, and I'm not talking about yearly seasons, just look at horror. Horror is a great, great example of this. Remember back in the 90s, just a ton of slashers. Everything was a slasher. And then we hit zombie movies, and then vampires almost came back for a little bit thanks to Twilight, but uh, it never really stuck. Now we have more demons and ghosts thanks to James Wan movies and Bloomhouse. But I don't know how much longer that will last because then we're going to move on to something else. And comedy has done the same thing. The time for movies like this is over. Though if you never grew out of it, if you never got over it, that's a better way to put it. If you've never got over movies like this, then check out Action Point. You'll like it. If you liked Jackass and you still like Jackass, then this is your film. While it is a fictional movie with a plot, all the stunts, I'm assuming all the stunts, or at least a good portion of them, were done by the cast. And this may very well be the last thing remotely like this we see from these people, because Johnny Knoxville is almost 50 years old. I wonder how long it took him to recover from most of those stunts. But anyway, that, that's, what it, that's what it boils down to. How much you want to see a movie like Jackass. Me? I don't. At least not in theaters. If it ever comes to streaming, yeah, sure, I'll check it out. I may even enjoy it, but I don't have the drive to see it. Action Point gets a 5.5 out of 11. And the final movie before the break is a film called A Kid Like Jake. A Brooklyn couple have always known that their four-year-old son is more interested in fairy tale princesses than toy cars. But when his preschool director points out that his gender non-conforming play may be more than just a phase, the couple is forced to rethink their roles as parents. This stars Claire Danes from Stardust, Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, and Anne Dowd from The Handmaid's Tale. And welcome to one of my fears about being a parent. And let me let me stop you right there and explain what that fear is. Because in this movie, the question is, is this a phase? Is it not? And how do you know? And also, does it matter? There are all these questions that are just that are coming up now, now that as a society, we're becoming more aware and more accepting of differences. I've made the joke before that we have a name for every little different thing. But just because I make that joke doesn't mean I wouldn't love my kid if he falls into whatever category. And what if there's not a category? Do we need these? These are all these questions that these people have to deal with in this movie. Their kid likes to dress up in dresses. I went through a phase when I was a little kid that I f***ing wanted a My Little Pony, and I wanted a Barbie doll. I used to put on my grandma's jewelry, but I grew out of that. And the question that Claire Danes and Jim Parsons have to ask in this movie is, is this, this, is this a similar thing? And so for me, as a in-the-future parent, the question has nothing to do with love and has everything to do with what the f*** do you do? So that's why I look at this movie, A Kid Like Jake, as as something that's equally terrifying and exciting because you can tell in the trailer that they love their child their child is getting older getting ready to go into elementary school and that is exciting but how do they move forward if they make their kids stop wearing dresses and stop playing with dolls will they damage his delicate psyche will he grow up to be some up adult because his parents wouldn't let him play with these things because you hear stories all the time from both sides, people going, yeah, my parents didn't let me play with this stuff. They didn't let me be me and I'm fine. And the other side going, I am up for life now. And you can't know who your kid is going to be. 
And that coupled with like the internet and kids eventually getting on that and with all this other shit the modern world has, that's why I think now is the most terrifying time and the most exciting time to be a parent. So maybe a kid like Jake will be my own personal little what if scenario. But either way, this looks like a well-acted movie. It looks like a well-written movie. It looks like a movie that doesn't preach. And that's what's very important to me with movies like this. Like, don't stand on your soapbox and preach to me about the need for accepting everyone. Show it to me through a story. A story that flows naturally, which I feel that a kid like Jake does. Don't pander to some social justice warrior crowd. Make it just this wonderful movie with a lesson that we can all learn from that doesn't talk down to people or that doesn't pretend that everyone's part of the same understanding crowd. This looks like a good movie. Do you want to see this in theaters? You know what? Probably not. This looks like a better movie to watch at home. Like Anne and I a couple weeks back watched Wonder and we really liked it. Would I have seen it in theaters? No, I'm glad I watched it the way I did. I didn't need to see it in theaters. I don't think you need to see this in theaters, but I think this should go on your list. A kid like Jake gets an 8 out of 11. And with that, it is time for a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. All right, welcome back from the break. We have three more movies left. And with the movies that are coming out, who knows what my pick is? I'm all over the place here. I'm all across the map. I'm a dramatic person. Well, let me tell you what the pick isn't. And that film is called American Animals. Four young men attempt to steal one of the most valuable books in the world and come up with a heist that was taken straight out of a movie. This stars Evan Peters from X-Men Days of Future Past, he was Quicksilver, the best character, Barry Keoghan from Dunkirk, Blake Jenner from Glee, and Anne Dowd again from The Handmaid's Tale. And don't worry, Blake Jenner is not related to the Kardashians at all. So that means he's actually human. I've seen trailers for this for a while now, and each time I was like, okay, cool, I will watch this. But just like I mentioned with a kid like Jake, and I wanted to say Less Than Jake. Do you guys remember Less Than Jake? That was a good band. If you remember the Digimon movie, the American soundtrack to the Digimon movie had All My Friends Are Metalheads from Less Than Jake on it, and that was a great song. In fact, the Digimon movie was great. Let's all watch that again, shall we? Instead of, actually, anything this week. I want to see the next three movies, but I would rather watch the Digimon movie again, because it's great. If you haven't watched Digimon, you do yourself a favor. You watch Digimon. Season 1, Season 2, the movie. That's how you do it. Season 3 was okay. I mean, it was fine. I preferred Season 1 and 2. And then maybe you can watch Digimon Try. And just, just ignore some of the other stuff. Some of the other stuff is for bigger fans. Anyway, let's talk about American Animals. Yes, this is another one of those movies that's based on true events. These kids saw this really expensive book in their school's library and went, yeah, let's rob this shit. 
It's like a $13 million book or something. Let's actually look up what the book is. Birds of America by James Audubon sold at a Christie's auction for $11.5 million back in 2000. It is one of 119 known complete copies of the book in the entire world. A Christie's auction? You would think it'd be Sotheby's. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. That was, that was terrible. Anyway, these guys want to steal this book because four random ass will just know how to fence it and then get their money. But, you know, I think that we know the fact that we know exactly who they are means that it didn't work out for them. So we get to watch a heist movie that it's all about the journey, since we obviously know how it ends. This doesn't look bad at all. It doesn't look super good. It just looks, it looks okay. It looks like an enjoyable film. And I think that's what we should focus on if you want to see this. This is something that you could watch at home and you'll get just as much enjoyment out of it as you would as, as if you saw it in a theater. American Animals gets a 7.5 out of 11. Next up, we have a movie called Adrift. Based on the true story of a young couple who were tasked with sailing a boat to California, but they end up getting caught in Hurricane Raymond. After the storm, Tammy comes to find Richard badly injured, and the boat is just barely staying afloat. She must find it in her to keep them alive and head towards the nearest landmass, Hawaii. And if they miss it, they'll die. This stars Shailene Woodley from The Fault in Our Stars, and Sam Claflin from Me Before You. And we have yet another movie that looks good. I'll probably end up seeing this because Anne wants to see it, and I think I would like it. I do. I think I would be entertained. But this is exactly the type of movie that I was talking about with American Animals. It's a good movie. It's a movie you'll enjoy, but if you miss it in theaters, if you don't see it in, in theaters on the big screen, you won't really be missing out. However, if you have a wife or a lady in your life that wants to see it, it could be a good date night. So that could be worth it. So for this, just imagine the life of Pi and the perfect storm had a baby. Just subtract the tiger from it. And there we go. You have this movie. It it looks like it's well acted. Shailene Woodley has always been really hit or miss for me. And Sam Claflin's been good. I look at him as a reliable actor. He was really good in Me Before You. I hope he's in the sequel. And that, that's a joke on a couple levels. I, I hope someone gets it. Anyway, I really don't have much more to say about this. It looks good, especially the fact that we have yet another true story. And the good news is, I don't know how it ends. So when I see this, it will be a surprise. Do they live? Who knows? Okay, they one of them at least probably lives. So, that, so that'll keep it from being a perfect storm kind of ending where we're like, no one knows. Did Mark Wahlberg float in the water thinking about his love until he died? Who knows? What I do know is that Adrift looks good. It looks like it's going to be an entertaining movie. Whether or not you want to see it in the theaters is, a, is entirely up to you. Because, you know, I control your life and everything. But the other thing I know about this movie is the score. Adrift gets a 7.5 out of 11. And finally, finally, we have the pick of the week. And the pick of the week is a movie that I never thought it would be. I truly didn't until I started watching trailers. I thought the pick of the week would be Adrift until I saw the trailer for Upgrade. Set in the near future, Gray and his wife are attacked, leaving him paralyzed and her dead. One day, a man comes to Gray and offers him an answer. A chip that, if connected to his spine, will give him the ability to move again. Gray accepts the offer and goes on a rampage where he learns that if he turns control of his body over to the implant, called Stem, he's unstoppable. This stars Logan Marshall Green from Spider-Man Homecoming, 
and was written and directed by Leigh Whannell, the writer and director of Saw and Insidious. Or at least the writer, okay, the writer of Saw and Insidious and the director of Insidious Chapter 3. There we go, that's better. So for this, imagine that the lawnmower man and John Wick had a baby. And you have this movie, and it looks pretty cool. This is the hidden blockbuster, because if you notice this week, we don't have anything huge. We had Solo last week, we had Deadpool the week before, next week we have Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8 is next week, so that's not a blockbuster, but you know, it's a bigger movie. So we have this weird lull week, where there is actually a hidden gem. And this stars Logan Marshall Green, who is the poor man's Tom Hardy. I mean, I just googled Logan Marshall Green, went to an image search, and there are a million pictures of him next to Tom Hardy. And... Upon studying them, I know which one is which, but at, a, at one glance, I'm like, who the fuck is that? It's Tom Hardy, obviously. And there are many times in the trailer that I thought it was Tom Hardy, and I was so sure that it was. I was like, no, it's, it's Logan Marshall Green. Which is funny, because Logan Marshall Green played Shocker in P Prometheus... Ah, Prometheus. Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know where I got Prometheus from. Oh, he is in Prometheus. That, that's right. Anyway, he played Shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming. Tom Hardy's playing Venom that's supposed to have Spider-Man in it or is rumored to. Maybe one day they'll merge. And then as we're watching the movie, we're like, hey, why is Venom firing electric from his hands? Oh, that's not Venom. It's Logan Marshall Green. But that's enough of that, um, that tangent. Upgrade looks good. It looks like a movie that no one saw coming. I haven't seen for an ad for it anywhere i haven't seen a trailer in the theaters i haven't seen an ad on any web page i haven't seen anything about it until i looked it up on imdb and uh, firstshowings.net or .com.net and i fully believe that if you see one movie this week it should be this the bad news is it's not gonna be a wide release so if adrift and american animals are the only ones next to you you'll you'll still see a good movie those are still worthy movies of your attention but if you want to see something action-packed if you want to see something funny if you want to see something bordering on a superhero movie then you watch upgrade and i like the fact that it's just bordering on being a superhero movie that's definitely more sci-fi because i don't want another one this quick we're gonna have ant-man and the wasp soon enough we've had a lot of superheroes this year a lot of superheroes last year let's take a break unless you want to give me captain marvel right now in which case i will take it right now but other than that let's take a break and upgrade is a perfect movie to help you through that break it had some impressive cinematography in it and it doesn't have a lot of cg but what it had wasn't terrible a basic but interesting plot and actors in it who who look good i mean the only person i've ever I'm even familiar with remotely was Logan Marshall Green. No one else in the movie I'm familiar with, but it looks like they all do a good job. This could be a week that you don't see a movie in theaters. If a thing like that is even possible for you, if you're like me, but if you skip a movie, all three of these movies that I mentioned, and even some of the ones before the break, like, like Breath and a Kid Like Jake, Action Point, actually every movie this week looks like it could be worth some time at home. Wait for a rainy day, wait for a sick day, a day when your plans fall through, curl up on the couch and watch an interesting movie. Any one of these could be it. But I have to have a pick of the week, and Upgrade is that pick. It looks like it has everything that I want in a movie. Upgrade gets an 8 out of 11. And let's take our 
final break where we hear a word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast before we jump into the question of the week. Stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And we're back. For those of you who don't remember, the question last week was what movie that was rated R, or what R-rated movie, I said that weird, what R-rated movie do you think should have been PG-13 or lower. Because two weeks ago, I had a question of what movie do you think should have been rated R? So the next logical step was what movie that was rated R do you think didn't need to be? And there could be a lot of reasons for it. But this week, from the answers I got, we got one answer outside of my family, and then my wife and I answered. But all three of the answers picked on the same issue with three different movies. Crap, no, I changed my answer. So two of them, but I agree with them. Uh, But before we get into those, let's talk about a big apology I have to do and someone I owe a beer. Critter. Critter Spears. Somewhat Nerdy's very own Critter Spears and the Watch Your Mouth podcast's very own Critter Spears. I missed an answer of his. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that except for Dan from the Uncore Gamers once, I think, and then Fratmat, I think, once, it, it's always been Critter I've missed. And I will tell you why. Because when I go to my notifications on Twitter, usually all is selected, and for some reason his doesn't show up. I'm scrolling down from the very top, and his are nowhere in here. Like, none of his replies to me. Though if I go to mentions, he's the second one. So let's talk about his answer from last week. He says, almost any horror movie. James Wan does some amazing things with a PG-13 rating with his Insidious and Conjuring franchises, but think how pants-weddingly scary that shit would be with an R rating. Pretty kick dick, if you ask me. That's a really good answer. I, I fully agree. I love James Wan. I think he's one of the, the best directors we have around today because normally when we talk about directors who are great when we talk about people who be remembered forever we think about people who do drama or at least nothing genre james wan deserves to be mentioned because he's great anyway critter i'm sorry i've learned my error with twitter and i will now fix that each and every week unless i forget then i just owe you another beer when i see you next hopefully sometime this year maybe that i have no plans but maybe We'll see. But let's get to this week's question. And we got one answer, and that was from Frat Matt, who says, The hills have eyes. Most people in my theater walked out of the movie because of all the rape scenes. And yes, I um, I actually have never seen this movie all the way through. One or two, and I don't know, were, were there more? No, so just two movies. And apparently two was worse. So yeah, those movies. And we were discussing this earlier. 
And I think it's because we have pushed the envelope so much with horror movies that rape is the last thing that is is universally shocking. And the sad thing is not even universally shocking. There are some people who really get their rocks off with that. But for us civilized people, it's, it's really the last thing. We can watch Saw and go, okay, yeah, someone just got, well, sawed in half. <laughs> someone got their jaw ripped off and we're like, oh, okay. Throw a rape scene in there. We're like, oh, f*** that. Yes, good answer, Frat Matt. Good answer. Anne answered. She said, girl on the train because of all the sex scenes. So apparently the book had no sex in it. I didn't read it, but she did. And she says no sex scenes in the book, but the movie had eight of them. And I'm wondering, and she's wondering, why? Why do we need this? It doesn't add anything to the movie. And my answer, I actually have two. Uh, the first one was a cure for wellness because of the gross attempted incestual rape scene at the end that really didn't need to happen. It was a good movie up until then. And I was just, what? Really? Why? Why this? And then the other one was Nightcrawler, a movie I've mentioned a million times. One of the, the only movie I have of my own choice walked out of just because it was too much. It was just too dark and I wanted it tuned down just a little bit. Well, that is it for the question of the week. Let us talk about the question you have to answer for next week. And it is an easier one this time. So hopefully we'll get a few more answers. Next week, we have the question of what is your favorite movie based on a true story? Of course, that question came up because of American Animals and Drift, two of the movies coming out this week based on true stories. So what is your favorite? And I'm not going to be judgy if you pick one that was obviously doctored for the movies. Uh, as long as it was loosely based on a true story, you can use it as your answer. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Let me jump into the closing housekeeping, and then I will send you on your way to all the other podcasts you listen to during your week. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website that is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. Five stars, please. I would like all of the stars. And also share the podcast. Share it with your friends. Help the show grow. Then leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. Answer the question of the week. And how do you reach me? Great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter at BilliamSWN and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle, also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network and the Watch Your Mouth Podcast, Good Friends of the Show. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And yes, I have started writing blogs again, so there's more to read. Yay for that. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, Please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. I'll see you in the future.